Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, my guest is AJ Davis, who is the founder and CEO of ExperimentZone.com. AJ is a leading industry expert in understanding the user experience and how it correlates to customer conversations. AJ is passionate about helping startups that have that aha moment so that they can optimally reach their target audience. As a podcast host for Startup Insight, AJ is spreading the importance of understanding the pain points of your audience through proper research and analytics. Prior to running her own company, AJ was employed as an optimization strategist for Fortune 500 companies, including CVS, Steve Madden, and Lululemon. The bringing data to life is the basic tenet of Experiment Zone, so please join me and let's talk all about experiments. AJ, thank you so much for joining me. and Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Excited for our conversation today. Thank you. I want to get a little bit of a grip on, on this great employment history that you've had. All of these points, you know, with, you know, within your bio and on your LinkedIn profile, you've worked with some of the best marketing companies around. Can you please give us a quick overview of who you are and what makes you so amazing? I am very passionate about finding what it is that will make a difference for your customers. So my history and journey into conversion rate optimization is pretty kind of a wavy path, just like anyone else you find in this field. So I started in product development as a UX researcher. I got to talk to hundreds and hundreds of people about the pain points they had in their lives, things that mattered to them, and where their experiences intersect with technology. Uh, it led me to working on this really wonderful product, Google Optimize, and I was the lead researcher for that product. And I had this opportunity to meet lots of people who were doing conversion rate optimization, looking to do A-B testing on their websites to say, is this thing true or not about my customers? Will that help us increase ROI? but also make the experience better. And so after interviewing uh, hundreds of people about CRO, I decided to make the leap from being a UX researcher into the conversion rate optimization space and have been doing it ever since. So it's, it kind of marries the two things I love the most, getting to talk to people, figure out their pain points, and then putting it into action solutions as fast as possible that will make things easier and make the business grow. So one thing I, I want to make sure I'm clear about when you're talking about conversion rate optimization, 
we're not just talking about the numbers and percentages that go into whether we should use the color red or the color blue. There is a lot more going on than just being, you know, you described yourself as a researcher, but mm-hmm. also to understand the psychology that goes into it, the the subtle cues of what makes a great landing page, what, you know, what elements need to be placed where. Can you please talk a little bit about that, about what are some of the more interesting parts of CRO that really gets you out of bed in the morning? Yeah, CRO is really the opportunity for us to like reach through the computer and connect with the person on the other side of the screen. So I love to think about the analogy of if we have a physical brick and mortar store and we wanted to talk to our customers, figure out what kind of products we should sell, how we should talk about those products, what brought them in in the first place. And so CRO isn't just, you know, what color is your register or what color is your add to cart button, but it's all those other elements. Where should your store be? How should you talk about your store? Who should you encourage to come into the store? How do they know they've walked into the right place? And so what's really fun about really well done conversion rate optimization is that we learn so much about your customer that it's not just about applying those kind of tweaks and improvements to your site, but it's about building up a body of knowledge about who that customer is, what they respond to, and then being able to apply those insights to other part of the business. One thing I'm curious about, especially in your spaces, I have spoken to many clients who, when I look at their website, uh, it's, I can spot like five different things, like your, your call to action's in the wrong place. You have too much text over here. Your, your story is all wrong. You, you're not promoting your services correctly, what have you. And, and then they say something like, well, I already paid thousands of dollars to that guy, you know, to help me optimize it, right? So my big question here is how much of this is your taste in your experience and how much of this is really based on science, based on the real numbers that you can tease out an actual ROI out of the actions that you're providing? Mm -hmm. The way that we do things at Experiment Zone is that we'll identify pain points and prioritize what to work on on the site based on your customer input and based on where you might be falling short in your data. But we validate everything with an A-B test. So any particular change that we do will have a measurable impact, possibly a negative, most of the time a positive. And then we can learn from either those wins or those losses in aggregate. So everything does come down to hard numbers, but you've got to combine the two to make sure you're focused on the right ones and not just guessing. That's exactly what I want to segue into. And this is all part of your one big tip is how to treat everything that you do as an experiment and have a clear path to measure whether it works or not. Let's talk about that. When a new client comes into your sphere, how do you approach that? Because, you know, client A, you know, that's selling, that has an e-commerce play versus versus client B that is maybe even selling something similar. You know, we're not just talking about a shopping cart, a grid of products and, and click on a checkout button. There's so much more to that. How do you help guide your clients, especially in these initial stages, to setting up these experiments so that you can provoke these better outcomes? I think a really important thing is to separate out the problem we're trying to solve from the potential solutions. So any given solution is a hypothesis. It's an idea that we think will have an impact. So we should define it really specifically. We should say what problem it's going to fix. And then we should have measurable things that would indicate, yes, we did it. No, we didn't, or we kind of did it, but we actually learned something else along the way. So it's a really important thing for us to ground what it is that we're working on, what 
kind of test theme or problem area we want to focus on first and then do iterative solution testing to make sure we've put the right one out there and we have a measurable impact to ROI. So what are some of the tools that you use to do this? I mean, you mentioned the Google uh, the Google Optimize tool, but there are others out there, right? You're not necessarily married to this one tool. Absolutely. What, does that, what does that landscape look like to you? Yeah, so I would describe that landscape as the first part of the p- first pillar of that is being able to do an A-B test. So within that sphere, there's a whole bunch of different tools like the free version of Google Optimize. They have an Optimize 360, Optimizely, A-B Tasty, uh, Web opt- Optimal Trends. There's a whole bunch of tools out there that will provide the capability to take an experience, make one change to it, and split your traffic 50-50. So that's a foundational part of having it, of your conversion strategy, is to have a specific tool for testing. And then the other things you need to do are have analytics tools. So you know the behaviors on the site, what people are clicking on, where they're going. You need to have generally a click tracking tool to see how far they're scrolling, where they're focusing their time and their clicks. Uh, And then user research tools is another category. You've got to understand how to interact and recruit people to talk to, capture screen recordings of them using your site, being able to interview and capture that feedback. So I could go on and on about all the kinds of tools out there, but those are the three main categories. You know, what's interesting about all that is that we're talking about a tech stack at this point. You know, we're not just talking about, oh, yeah, let's just use Google Optimize and be done with it. Or let's just use Google Analytics. Like, you know, I used to be able to tell a story about a particular website just by looking at their analytics, right? By looking at uh, where people are coming in from, what they're clicking on once they're inside. But just the analytics tool, that's really like a post, it already happened, look back. Uh, phase of it. Whereas the optimized tool is really for when people are coming in and you can provoke those changes, you know, in real time in order to tease out those measurable results. One of the things I'm curious about though, is like when a client uh, comes to you for this kind of stuff, do you normally have to source those tools and set them up yourselves? Or do they normally come prepared knowing that they needed this and they maybe just didn't know how to work it well enough that they needed to hire a professional? How does that work with you? I think most clients know about the click tracking and heat mapping tools. Those are really well advertised. They're easy to configure and they promise a lot of insight, but they're really hard to go through. So there's tons and tons of data many times you end up watching videos and not learning anything. So it's about how do you leverage that particular tool that you already have. For the optimization and split testing tools, it really varies on whether they've tried split testing themselves. It's not unusual to set up the tool, run some tests like the red versus blue button, not see any impact to ROI and feel stuck. And so looking for a strategic partner who can help you find value in testing. And then research is really an area that I'm borrowing from the product development world, where if you can involve your customers early and often in your process, you can get much further and be really competitive because you're speaking their language, you know exactly where the trends are. And so for that, we often don't find that our customers have anything much more than like a survey tools in place. That's really amazing because when you're setting this up for them, you really are looking at it, you know, a with fresh eyes, you know, the, when a company comes to you, you, you know, you're really looking at this as, okay, like I've never seen this before. How am I going to move forward? What would you say are some of the most glaring issues that when a new client comes to you and that they need the most help with, you know, is it the color scheme? Is it the call to action placement? Like, what are the slam dunks for you in this industry? 
Yeah. For anyone listening who's like, does my, is my site optimized? I give them three things to look for today because you can recognize instantly as soon as you have these three questions. So on any landing page, let's just say a homepage for simplicity, you need to be able to say what it is that your business offers in plain English uh, or another language if you're not in English, uh, but in just plain words, as opposed to talking about something very aspirational, we want to say, we sell bicycles <laughs> so that people have no doubt and they can stick around to read more about it. You want to talk about who it is that they're for. So is it a bicycle for people in their home doing at-home exercise? Is So they're maybe working at home as well. And you can start building up a persona about them that you can say, here's some details about this customer. And that person will read it and instantly connect and say, this is a, a solution for a problem or a goal that I have. And then the third thing that your landing page should say right off the bat is what makes you different or why you should be the one to solve that problem. So things like quality, if you have great policies on free shipping and returns, those have huge impacts on conversion and any testimonials or social proof often come into play in this as well. So it's the the what, the who, and the why. Uh, anyone can recognize that, but a lot of businesses kind of leave that behind in trying to push forward other marketing goals. Thank you so much for sharing that. One of the things that's been really interesting about this part of the marketing world is attribution, right? How to attribute the, you know, the source of a particular client as it goes through your flow and actually, and actually does a checkout. And actually now with the, the way that Apple is restricting tracking, you know, on their phones and the, the way Facebook uh, is promoting to get their, you know, their pixel onto each and every page. How has attribution changed the way you've uh, the, the way you're doing business right now? And how has that affected your clients? It certainly has affected our clients. So I don't want to leave that aside. But what's great about conversion rate optimization is we're looking for ROI. So what we're looking to do is to maximize the value of a test, which for the most part means we don't really care where the customer comes from to begin with, because there's usually messaging, user experience, uh, certain types of content that all customers need, regardless of where they start from or what device they're on. And so for the majority of tests, they're looking at holistic, all audience types of experiences. Um, where this does come up more is when we're looking to build a specific landing page or a specific customer journey for someone. So let's say it's like a lower intent customer who clicks on you on a Facebook ad, you might create a more curated experience for them. Uh, but we do our CRO from the top down. So we only eliminate audiences if there's a good reason to, as opposed to picking a really specific segment of your customers and building a really specific experience. Because what we find is that when you start with that, you end up with a very expensive, very complicated ecosystem that most customers don't need. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. AJ, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us at experimentzone.com. We've got a contact form, so feel free to shoot me a note there. Uh, we also offer a free report card. So if you're looking for some actionable tips for your site that we can help you put a plan in place to measure and see if they work, uh, go ahead and fill out that form that's in the navigation. So experimentzone.com. I love it. Thank you for joining me today. This has been very informative. I love nerding out on this stuff and I'm sure the audience has as well. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me on. 
Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.